Perhaps not surprisingly, the details of Luther's life are still the source of controversy. In recent years, as arguments between Catholics and Protestants over the significance of Luther have moved toward an ecumenical convergence, scholars are still attempting to separate the biographical facts from the pious and heroic legends that early became part of his followers' account of his life. For example, Luther is said to have decided to enter a monastery as a result of making a vow to St. Anne when he became terrified during a thunderstorm. Recent research casts doubt on the literal authenticity of this and similar stories. However, their status as folklore rather than history is significant in what it reveals about the power of Luther to inspire this kind of referential invention. Martin Luther was born in Saxony in 1483, after receiving a thorough philosophical education, he entered the Augustinian monastery at Erfurt in 1505, whether as a result of his terror in the storm or more complicated reasons. Although he proved a brilliant student and teacher of theology and scripture, he was never fully comfortable as a monk because he was unable to assure himself of the certainty of his salvation. It seems likely, though, that much of Luther's problem stemmed from his troubled relationship with his overbearing father, Hans, a Saxon miner who was displeased with his precocious son's forsaking a lucrative secular career as a lawyer for that of a monk. Whatever the reasons, he was a clear example of what the psychologist William James called a twice-born person, someone to whom life did not come easily and who needed to undergo a dramatic resolution of his internal tensions before he could experience peace. Such a resolution did indeed come to Luther, in a tower, according to tradition, but its details are again shrouded in uncertainty. The occasion of this resolution was Luther's perusal of Paul's letter to the Romans, particularly the phrase, The just shall live by faith. What Luther came of a sudden to realize was that his previous attempts to achieve assurance of salvation through the rigorous monastic routine of prayer, study, and sacramental observance were destined to be in vain in the absence of what he now understood to be the true significance of God's grace and corresponding human faith. In reflecting on his own insight and personal transformation, Luther developed the ideas of sola gratia and sola fide, salvation by grace alone and by faith alone as expressions of this experience. Salvation by grace through faith alone has subsequently come to be one of the bywords of the Lutheran tradition and more broadly of Protestant Christianity ever since. Luther was maintaining that the traditional Catholic interpretation of the process of salvation had begun at the wrong end. In late medieval Catholicism, emphasis had been placed on the centrality of the Church and its clergy as custodians of the sacraments, the faithful reception of which was the key to individual salvation. Although Luther never rejected the sacraments as such, he did come to repudiate them as a means of achieving salvation. The general problem, which Luther identified as works righteousness, lay in the notion that salvation could somehow be achieved through human effort. To rely on pleasing God and thereby attaining righteousness in his sight through good works, which included sacraments, prayers, charitable deeds, 
or anything else that was the result of human striving, was to miss the fundamental point that nothing solely of human origin could appease God and thereby win salvation. Human nature, in Luther's view, was so far fallen that only God himself could counteract the effects of original sin. To speak meaningfully of salvation, then, one had to begin not with human effort, but with divine initiative.